Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And so I'd like to uh, welcome to Tip of the Tower, we've got uh, Olympic bronze medalist. We've got honor roll student. We've got, what is it that you can't do, really? <laughs> it's Kadisha. Oh, I don't know. Dang. <laughs> there you go. I, actually, no, I, I was going to say, I know that's a lie. <laughs> well, <laughs> We've got Kadisha Buchanan. Yes, Kadisha Buchanan, the women's Olympic uh, national team. Uh, well, women's national team in general. I mean, you've been on, you've been in just about every competition there is to be for the senior women's team. Uh, I just want to say thank you very much for giving us uh, the time today on Tip of the Tower. Um, and uh, we're going to jump right into this because, um, you know, you are really, anytime I, like, I, I've had an opportunity, you know, to get to know you a little bit over the years and, um, I'm not going to lie. Like when I first, when I first met you a couple of years ago, you know, I don't think anyone could have really seen exactly how, how big you would get and how quickly it would happen. You know, you, you know, a lot of things have have happened in those years since the first time we met. So, and then I got a chance to also get a little bit about your backstory and just seeing where you're coming from. And it's like, Oh my God, like single mother, youngest of seven sisters. It's a very interesting story to tell. And why don't you elaborate a little bit on us, you know, that upbringing and how it kind of molded you into the type of person you are today? Yeah, I mean, again, thank you for having me um, tonight. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, You're very yeah, welcome. We've known each other for, for a bit a long time, and I guess you kind of seen the journey that I've been on and kind of talked about it. Um, but, yeah, definitely growing up with so many siblings, um, there's definitely, I think there's always good and bad. Like with the big family, like the good thing about it is like you have a huge support behind you mm-hmm. and they encourage you to do um, what you want to do, encourage you to do anything you want to do. So having that encouragement um, is very helpful and having sisters that uh, play soccer as well. And, and I think that's where I get my competitiveness and, and basically where I am today because I practice like every day with them and train on and off the field, like even in our house on the field, um, just kicking the ball around and parents used to get really mad that we're breaking things. But <laughs> I think in the end, um, it was all worth it in the end. Uh, so, yeah. but like there's other sides of it, like where it was tough. I, I'm I, like, I know like on my mom with the financial part of it, cause we do have, we had a big family. So I think it's just also like knowing the sacrifice and, um, that me and our family um, did for m- myself and my career, and and um, and thank 
God, like, that's why, like, winning a bronze medal is, like, even greater because it's just show that nothing went unnoticed and, and, um, that, like, he's just, like, a payoff. It's, like, a relief, like, mm-hmm. he did this for a reason, you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, of course. And it, it's, I'm glad you brought up, brought up that, that whole, um, you know, even just like the struggles specifically, even financially, because, you know, we actually, uh, anyone that was, you know, big into sports that was watching the Olympics about to come up was, there was that one inspirational story of the Olympic hurdler that played, that's for Canada. And her name escapes me at the moment, but like, she was telling her story through that RBC commercial and she was going through the same situation saying, well, you know, I wasn't the only child. And they actually came to a point where they couldn't afford to give her the training to a certain extent. And she actually had to stop for a little bit. And I wanted, I wanted to actually direct that question towards you because you have such a big family. It's a, you have only, you know, you've got one parent in the household. Was soccer ever in doubt for you at all because of the financial strain or was it something that, you know, or was it just ingrained in you that it wasn't even in the question? Um, there definitely was sometimes or like, you know, at the beginning of the season where people pay like your registration and like it, and I know, like, we didn't have it, so I was kind of like, like, what are we going to do? Like, because there's always other one parent, like, come on, like, you need to pay this. Like, always nagging. So it's like, it was kind of frustrating at that point. Like, yeah. Like, you just kind of focus on soccer, but like, that's always in the back of your mind. Um, but definitely, it's like, um, it takes a village to raise a family. So basically, in my position, like, the coaches help, teammates help. Um, teammates, moms, and parents, like, we all, they, they all played a huge role for me. Um, but also, again, like, my sister's sacrifice, like, well, few of them, like, stopped playing soccer to help me. So, like, just that as well. Like, I That's huge. never take for granted. <laughs> yeah. So, like, and, like, you don't hear about it now because, like, you just see how, like, passionate I was. Like, they play soccer too, but they just, I don't know, like, seen, like, a fire in me and, um, this is sacrifice for me, which was, was big. Um, and there's also one, one instance, like I actually didn't make a team because I had financial issues. So, Oh my gosh. Um, but you just put those aside and you just work even harder. And like the next year I ended up making a like, provincial team. Like I got cut from this team because I didn't have the financial support. Was it a rep team or was it like, like a, um, provincial. It was like a U fourteen. It was a U fourteen provincial team. Okay. But like different coach, different person. Like you just never stop working. Of course. I mean, and that's saying something. My goodness, that you could have that. That's family right there to a T. To have your older sisters literally give up on what they love to do to give you a chance. <laughs> right. I even for families, that's 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 a big sacrifice. Right. It was. Yeah. And that other team lost out on something, so it's it, we'll forgive them. <laughs> I mean, and that's the and you know what, and that's another reality of sports that I think a lot of parents and other you know even other kids you know when you're coming up in the system, and I even saw it myself, like playing playing baseball. There were certain kids that you just knew weren't paying, but it was it wasn't you don't always know the story behind it. I think it's always important to reserve judgment about those situations because a lot of people yeah. like. Politics is a word that gets thrown about around so much in youth sports, and it's mm-hmm. it, it is true to a certain extent. Even in, even in professional level, it's it, the politics actually. I'd argue even get worse because people are now getting paid, right? Like right. the players are specifically, but you know you don't always necessarily know the situations, and I think it's always important for people, you know, unless you know exactly what's going down, to always kind of reserve judgment for that because 
you never know what people are going through. And especially if the person has the talent, like in your case, then really, you know, it's a different animal compared to just some kid being friends with another kid. You know what I mean? So, you know, so big shout out to all those people that were able to support you just outside of your family as well on the soccer level, because Mm -hmm. I mean, we may not have Kadisha Buchanan now, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so I want to also, you know, talk about, you've got a young team, right? You've got a fairly young team that's been involved in the World Cup last year, the Olympics this year. Obviously, the veteran presence was there for a number of players that were playing in both of those tournaments. But once again, you guys literally, John Herdman, head coach, made a a, a point to make sure that he was bringing on some girls that weren't even old enough at times to play for the under-20 team. And we're bringing in a batch of players like you guys. And I hear a lot of great things about these girls, but none of the, none of the commentators or analysts talk about those girls the same way they talk about you. And I just wanted to know, is there any kind of additional pressure that comes with being, you know, the next great Canadian female soccer player behind Sinclair? Because you're really the only person I've found has gotten that kind of attention and being talked about like that, uh, after Sinclair, you know, and, before any of these other girls is there any kind of additional pressure that comes with that or does it run through your mind at all what what does that feel like um it's i think it's pressure like anyone would want to live up to you know what i'm saying like to be the next best thing it's definitely exciting to look forward but um i just feel like they have yet to see what i can bring and it's that's the sweetest thing about me it's not like I don't think it's too much pressure because I know I have so much to improve it's not like um I'm like I'm at my fullest potential and I need to sustain it like I'm still learning and I'm and I'm still developing aspects of the game that I I don't have yet so it's I'm just there's a bright future ahead for me but it's also this the crew I have behind me and to help me um do the best I can. It's amazing. So it's like, I always give credit to, honestly, like Desiree Scott. Cause she, like, like, literally does my job for me. Like, once she's in play, like, there's, all I have to do is just make a tackle, but she does so much more and yeah. she does so, gives so much effort to the game. It's like, I think those players need to be, like, recognized more. Like, I think I'm, I think I have the simplest job out there. Cause, once you direct, like, there's really not much you can do. So, I don't know. There's there's a bit of pressure, but there's pressure like like anyone wouldn't want, you know, just to push you to be your best. Absolutely. it's I, I can actually vouch for Desiree Scott. She's also an amazing host when it comes to parties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she knows how to throw a party with her girls when they go out. My goodness. Um, if I that, haven't go. actually been that far because we always been at camp. So I haven't seen that side yet. Give it a few years. That's that's a big yeah. shout out to our Kansas City people. They know how to treat a visitor. Ah. <laughs> uh, so um, going back to that whole support system, I mean, and and this is this is the kind of advantage I always love of the fact. Like I always love talking to athletes that I actually relatively know a little bit because I know what type of person you are off off the field to a certain extent. In the times that I've gotten to know you, is that you're a very reserved girl and you're relatively quiet. Like, you know, but you also have that kind of dry sense of humor. And once you, you know, once you get around people and you warm up to them, you can be a ball of energy. Right. Um, Right. But I find that, you know, you just take 
all of that kind of energy and reservedness that you have off the field and you turn it up to about a 15 when you get on the field. Yeah. <laughs> so I, the, I have to ask, is that something that, is that something that you've always had or is that something that kind of came with time as you continue to play soccer and as you continue to grow as a person? Um, I feel like soccer has always brought out the, the love, like the, the exciting part of me because I think it's just the passion and the love for the game. Because I remember, like, I moved quite a lot when I was younger, and the only way I made friends is, like, I was, like, super shy, so I wouldn't talk to them. But once, like, recess came, I'm like, oh, like, can I, can I just join this team? Can I join? Can I play soccer with you guys? And then from then on, I just made friends. So, like, yeah. I think soccer has just been a part of my life for, like, even just, like, not worrying about what financial issues this soccer just brought up like just me just like a free like free me so when i'm on that field i i do get like a 10 times louder than i actually am <laughs> off the field yeah so, yeah it's like is this a different side yeah it's honestly but it's always a pleasure to be around i, I can vouch for that <laughs> um <laughs> now speaking of emotions i was actually very impressed with this with your emotions and how you handled everything after um, after this certain play occurred, I want you to walk me back through that German uh, foul that you had in, in the semifinals for people that knew this was the trip to go to the gold medal. It was a couple minutes in, and you're you're either you're famously known in Canada for these, but you're notorious around the world, the rest of the world, for these amazing slide tackles that you're able to do. And it didn't matter; it wouldn't matter who it was that was attacking. It could have been Marta. It could have been, you know, it could have been Abby Wambach. You've, you've been able to manage to get that slide tackle on just about anybody in the game. But this one time, you uh, you jumped a little early. Walk me through that yeah. scenario and, and, and what exactly happened there. Because I want to get to a point right after the fact. Yeah, I think we all knew Germany was a, like, was, the game was we won and lost in transition. So it's, after, um, I believe, we, we lost the ball and they played a ball over the top. And I think... We just got caught. Our back line was just caught, um, flat-footed, and um, I remember turning and obviously chasing the ball. And I think what I did was I I slid too early, um, which I shouldn't have have. I should have just just forced a bad shot or just keep keep my feet and just delay the whole situation. Mm -hmm. But anyways, everyone stuff happens. Slid PK. But yeah, I just remember. We coming over just saying like next pass like we'll get back in it and just consoling me after because it's I mean it was really like upsetting and disappointing obviously at myself because you know I have so much more I have better performance and and like just better decision making when mm -hmm. it when it comes to like last man back just you don't have to you don't you don't have to win it just delay and just wait for support. Mm -hmm. And you know what though, and it's and that's that's a part of it though, right? Is that it's the learning process. And I, the point I always wanted right. to bring out is, you know, even right after that play, even though you guys go down a goal, your game you didn't change your game. You didn't try and start being more timid or taking less risks. Like one that was one thing I always pointed out. Even if it, you know, I don't know what was going on in your mind at the time, obviously, but it looked like mm -hmm. as a fan watching the game that you weren't trying to sacrifice anything just because you had made a mistake early. And I think that's, like, the most important thing to take away from that whole scenario. Yeah, and I think it definitely comes with, again, the support people you have just encourage you 
to keep playing your game and know that everyone has each other's back and just keep being you and, and you just try to keep being us, try to do what Canada does, but unfortunately, um, yeah, it was a two loss, two loss one. Of course, of course. Now, also, I want to do something that was a little bit more interesting at the beginning of the tournament when <laughs> you'd already had a yellow card. And I actually, I got a kick out of reading this in the newspapers because some people were even considering that you purposely were delaying a free kick so that you could make it into the semifinals. Would you care to comment on those accusations against you? Um, no, I think it was, I think our team wasn't set, so I had no choice but to delay the whole process and and also knew that I was on the other, um, but I had to take one for the team, and I know that Thank whoever you. comes in after would obviously, like, we did have a lot of sub substitution during this whole entire, we did have a lot of depth in this whole tournament, so I yeah. was worried that I got another yellow. Of course. I'm glad you brought that up as well. Was, how, how satisfying was it to see that some of the other girls stepped up when it came to the offensive load? Because, you know, I've I've always been a bit of a vocal critic with the with the women's national team is that if St. Clair isn't doing anything, pretty much everyone else I find is usually struggling a little bit, save maybe an Ashley Lawrence or even Tancredi. Tancredi made me eat my words because I was I was I, a lot of us were puzzled why she was on the starting lineup, especially against Germany, and then she went and scored two goals. <laughs> mm-hmm. So how did it feel? Because it, it kind of plays on what you're saying is that yeah, it's true. You guys didn't necessarily have the depth that you normally have, so to speak. For these, for this Olympics specifically, um, how satisfying was it to see everybody else kind of step up? Yeah, I think it was great just to get the rotation in because it's definitely a two-day turnaround um, during the Olympics. So to give players rest and to know that once you step on, no one has changed. Like you still play Canada's brand, you still play Canada's soccer. So that was good in terms of just managing our legs throughout the whole tournament. Mm-hmm. What was it like meeting the same bolt? Um, obviously, um, well, both of my parents. How did that happen, actually? Yeah, sorry, I I'm sorry. Um, I need I need you to tell the story. You got because we saw that. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, we're definitely excited. So, I mean, for me, um, Usain Bolt's like one of my all-time favorite athletes. Like he's just a beast, a boss. Like he <laughs> yeah. dance, he loves soccer. Like he can just man you. Like he's just like an all-around like awesome person <laughs> and so both of my parents are Jamaican so obviously like I'm into that culture and he just won three gold gold medals at this game as well so I was like we went to a uh, Jamaica house because again like they're fun so we went <laughs> yeah and he was there and it was actually his birthday so it was kind of out and about and so I believe Ashley asked take a picture so we all like jumped in and swarmed and like I got I was so hot so heated like as I'm in the picture like I'm the furthest from everyone like I'm the, <laughs> the furthest from like Hussein Bolt like everyone's like kind of around and I'm like so far like I was just like flustered you gotta, but you, it was amazing <laughs> I always remember that night you gotta bring your inner you know Kadisha defender out and you know box for some space there <laughs> yeah but I got off the field, Kanisha shy. <laughs> That's okay. I'm sure. I'm sure you you lined up a little bit as the night went on. That's. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so also, you know, last, last question, I wanted to, first of all, say congratulations as well for, um, you know, you guys, you came back West Virginia Mountaineers, you guys have made, um, uh, a very good, uh, start off to the season. So best of luck with that as you guys are moving forward with that. Um, but the, the last question I wanted to ask you is this team now, obviously your best offensive player, Christine Sinclair, we don't necessarily know if she's still going to be back for the next major tournaments and there's going to, it's a lot of it now is going to be shifting towards the youth. Do you feel like Canada hasn't, has a chance at the top spot in this world, in the world rankings and at a chance at a, 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 say a world cup final or an Olympic gold medal game, because you guys have always been a team that I always find it seems to be kind of just hovering just outside of like the elite classic company in the world for women's soccer. Uh, do you see this next generation as being a team that could could push the envelope and bring it to that to that place that pretty much this country's never been to before? Yeah, I definitely feel like the young generation has a, a quite an impact um, on the team as well. Again, like as you see during the Olympics, like the end scoring, like the winning goal. Well, obviously it was two nothing, but yeah. Like opening up the goal for us, and obviously Ash creating that. So I think, and I feel like Jesse's like viraling right now because she played UCLA and she had like this cheeky, like awesome move. So <laughs> I think it just shows that like we are, we do have talent in this this group, um, and I know like some of the vets are still coming back so you have that experience and that leadership so for like the next major tournament like again like that's in like three years and all the youngsters will be more experienced and I think more vocal as and more of a leadership role as like age comes you just become I feel like more of a leader so I think by the next World Cup or yeah I guess World Cup is the next major thing like I will, you will be ready do you explain that to any of the younger players considering the fact that you're kind of where they were a few years ago yeah i mean i always tell Deanne like you you haven't even been to the u17 like this is she's still like she's still going to u17 she still goes up to u20 and she's been to the olympics so just like for her like just to know like her potential and and like we are, we were all there, me, Ash, Jess, um, we were all in like that same position, just like bypassing the system and and, and coming up to the full team. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's got to be quite the experience. What was your first? What did it feel like to be out there the first time in the senior national team? Um, the first time I got called up was actually December after they won bronze. So it's almost been four years since I've been on the team it's crazy um that's, but that's, i remember my first camp was damn. it was amazing um i was shocked like i met Claire and Aaron, like everyone i met everyone for the first time and i remember saying like mom i just shook christine sinclair's hand like i'm never watching it again but obviously <laughs> it did many times so it was just like it was crazy um crazy to see like the people who you watch Grew up watching, grew up loving. Um, you were training with them the next day. Mm-hmm. I, I can imagine your family as well were just as excited for you based off of, you know, even just telling us earlier in the interview, 
all the sacrifices that they made to get you to that position. I mean, it's, I, I can imagine how they were feeling too. Yeah, I think just overall my whole family was truly excited. And when I got back from the uh, the Olympics, we had a family dinner before the next day. I had to go back to school, so that one day was like again a special day for me. That's perfect. So, what does that bronze mean to you? Um, again, it's it means a lot. Like I can't say it's just one thing. I'm just, I think it's just proud. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just look back at it and just I think it's just motivation just to keep me going and who do I do it for just a lot of a lot of things um, what this bronze medal means to me of course I mean because once again like that's something they'll never be able to ta- take away from you you're an Olympic medalist now exactly but I just want to say thank you so much for giving us some time um, it's uh, been a pleasure speaking with you today uh, it's always been a pleasure any time that, uh, that we get a chance to chat. And uh, I'm looking forward to many more years of Kedisha Buchanan representing the Maple Leaf and wherever else you might end up deciding to go after college, whether it's pro. It's, it's a different animal out there, and I know mm-hmm. that you're, you're going to be ready for the challenge. It's, I know that for a fact. And I uh, just want you to know everybody here in Toronto is incredibly proud of you. And uh, best of luck with the college season. And I hope that um, you know this whole experience this summer is only made you a better player and made you hungry for more. Right. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So, Kadisha Buchanan. Sorry, go ahead, Kadisha. No, I'm just saying you too. Like, thanks. Yeah, no, of course, anytime. And that's Kadisha Buchanan, the bronze medalist, Olympic bronze medalist. Don't get it twisted. Soon to be Olympic gold medalist in a few years. World Cup yeah. champion, maybe. You heard it here first. Right? I mean, I'm giving you my seal of approval. I'm calling it okay. World Cup champ in three years. Stamp it. We're stamping it. <laughs> yeah. And you and you and Tiff can do that. That uh, you you and Tiff have that celebration Perfect. in mind. <laughs> yeah, so I'm still waiting for it. Oh, it'll touch the ball, touch the ball, control, true ball. Like I just just in me. Like I, I can't wait. Uh, I I imagine I could imagine once you guys won that bronze, Tiff was Tiff was doing it like crazy in Germany. <laughs> oh my gosh! I just can't wait. Oh my god! No, I'm excited for I'm excited to see what happens with both of you guys. So, um, no, just thanks again for the time. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.